Hey, everybody. Well, here we are, session 16 for LAC1. I can't believe it's already here. We just started October. Now we are in July. Um, the focus for this session will be helping people make healthy change. But in general, this session continues to be just a great opportunity to help your student put it all together, to really work with them to make sure they can do the big four. So what are the big four, you may ask? Well, before I tell you, I'll do my disclaimer. My views and opinions on this podcast cope for LAC1. Well, they're my own views and opinions, and they in no way reflect the views and opinions of the TCU and UNT Health Science Center School of Medicine. So as I was saying, this session, of course, would be great to talk about how you identify when people are ready to make change how do you introduce or support healthy changes in your practice? Um, I gave them some pre-work that kind of introduces different counseling methods, some uh, brief interventions, some motivational interviewing stuff, some readiness or assessing readiness for change and change language, Prochaska. So that's there for their review. It's an AAFP article. But Again, if you get the sense that your student still needs to work the big four, then by all means, please don't forget the basics. Just like in basketball, before you can play the game, you need to know how to dribble. So uh, the big four. So as we near the end, this is the next to last session for most. I want you to really think about that student and, and ask yourself, can my student gather a history and all the components of a history? Can my student perform a basic physical exam by systems? Can my student organize information in both written and oral formats? And can my students synthesize their findings, their subjective and objective stuff um, during an encounter to identify the main problem Begin a differential. It might not be totally by systems, but start to think about what else could it be. Don't anchor so early and then begin to address it. So if you get the sense that your students still need some work on the big four, and they probably all do, given this abbreviated year and all that stuff, then by all means, don't focus on change language. <laughs> Coach them um, to where they need to get to because sooner than you know it, your students are going to be running around the hospital um, doing some inpatient uh, immersion, a three-month intensive experience before they return to their phase two LAC experience. So um, hopefully you will also be able to sprinkle in um, some of this change stuff too, healthy behavior change. Um, I had a chance to also talk about uh, continuity or not talk about, but really I got, I reviewed a recent assignment. I asked them, tell me how did it go with your panel patient this year? And I really, I, the original question, cause it was initially was to sort of achieve this thinking about transitions of care, but really the essence of this assignment was for me to check in on how did it go with continuity? Um, the, I believe the prompt was worded, uh, tell me about an experience where you saw your patient outside of clinic 
But, and then when I had a chance to actually face to face with them, I said, listen, I understand COVID kind of put the kibosh on a lot of those plans, but tell me about just continuity. You know, were you able to connect at all more than once <laughs> with your panel patient? Were you able to have some of those other experiences? And most importantly, if it, if it didn't happen for you, I really want you to tell me why, why didn't it happen? And, and how can we make it better? How can we improve so that we continue to work on continuity next year? So um, it was it was really great. I'd say, you know, probably 100%, you know, give or take a little, because I think there are probably some who just never got around to connecting with someone formally. But I think 100% ha had the ambition and idea and support from you, certainly, to, uh, to enroll someone. And I, it's funny to me, I think so many people get hung up on this word enrollment because they think they've got to like be entered into a database somewhere and, and have some form that proves that they've enrolled them. But really, you know, I think that 100% of people tried to have a conversation with a patient about following them more closely. Um, and then uh, after reading this assignment, I'd say about a little over half actually connected, actually achieved some sort of continuity, whether that's, oh, wow, I never connected with the, the panel patient per se, but I saw Mrs. X like five times during the year, and that was really great, and they would tell me about it. Or I never, it never really worked out. The panel patient said they wanted to, but they ghosted me. They never picked up the phone or whatever. But then I I found that I, you know, so they they redirected their effort, and they, they found someone else and, and started. So they so I think there were some valuable lessons learned there, getting ghosted, understanding that they have to reach out, that they those students that said that they waited for the panel patient to call them on the Google Voice or leave a message, or you know, they just noticed the patient missed a whole bunch of appointments, end of sentence. There was no, I noticed the patient wasn't coming in and I called. There was none of that second and part. Well, the, those students were very passive about it. Obviously, not a lot of continuity happened, but consistently when I heard that the student said, and I reached out, I called the patient. Um, I told some of them about Doximity Dialer. I think it's a great resource. Um, again, it protects that boundary. They're not giving out their personal cell, but um, they used either Dialer or they used their Google Voice um, stuff, or they called from your office. So they did a lot of reach out, which you and I, we all do. Um, they found that they achieved more continuity. And um, I liked I really loved hearing all the different types of engagement. Um, uh, somebody described, you know, their patient was um, one of the first people to have their LVAD like checked up on in Fort Worth because uh, previously they had to go outside of Fort Worth to get the LVAD checked up on. And so they were really psyched about that. It was the, their patient's very first LVAD checkup that they had in Fort Worth. And other patients saw colonoscopies and um, injections and other types of procedures. Some, some people um, were around for like a visiting services appointment. Some people went to a physical therapy appointment with their patients. But, you know, also I, I just heard a lot of, um, um, uh, of also some good feelings about seeing, seeing, seeing a familiar face in clinic again. And, and there was some real joy. I, at least they were conveying this joy in their written assignment. But I, I, I liked reading about that. Uh, you know, were there some students who were not so into it, you know, just still seemed kind of miffed that they, about this exercise. I think there were a few, but, but in general, I think the, there was some acknowledgement. I do think this is important, you know, if it didn't happen for them and here's how I could have engaged more. I heard that a lot. 
or I'm hoping, you know, there were some hopeful statements of I hope to, because they kind of had the fire lit under them. Whoa, whoa, some of my peers are, are doing this stuff. Maybe I need to be more uh, proactive about, you know, making this happen for myself instead of relying on you, the preceptor, which I have never thought of panel as your deal. I think that this panel is the student's deal. You coach them, you help give them suggestions on how to engage, but it's not you facilitating the experience for them, you orchestrating some wonderful thing for them. No, they got to make that happen for themselves. So um, it was a nice thing to hear about all that. So I wanted to give you guys that feedback too. Um, oh, the objectives for the session. Look, look how I've just breezed over them because I've learned, I've learned a lot. Like next year, like there won't be a session titled helping people make healthy change. Cause honestly, this session, this doesn't belong in a first year early clinical learner course. Uh, you know, like, um, I kept the Jerry assessment, um, med rock thing, cause I do think those are nice things to talk about, but like difficult conversations, probably doesn't belong as a focus in my course, you know? So I, I have uh, learned a lot as I have experienced the course. And again, you know, this time with you in this first year is really all about the basics, you know, learning how to pass the ball in basketball, learning how to dribble, learning how to shoot. What's the form? It's the same thing. Learning that you have to press down on your stethoscope to really auscultate anything. You just can't daintily hold it on top of the shirt and um, expect to hear anything. You know, these are these foundational skills. And I think this, um, if you yeah, are participating next year, I hope you are, um, you'll be seeing that the session objectives will really be um, back to the basics. I think too, you know, I've, I, my, my uh, background was really more GME and that really I'm, I'm trying in GME to develop very, very, um, competent managers, right? I want, I want, it's all about can, uh, can this provider really, this future colleague of mine or current and future colleague, can they develop and defend a plan of care? You know, I think that's, that's really, you got to do so, there's so many steps that go into, as you know, developing and defending a plan of care. But, but these guys, these first year learners, they're in the gathering, they're learning the language, they're, they're, they're developing those foundational skills to get them all the way down the road to developing and defending a sound evidence-based plan. Um, so that's, that's that. Oh, so all that to say, again, I haven't told you the objectives for this session because I feel that these would almost be optional objectives, really. In fact, I cringe a little bit even saying them because rather, I, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I'd say to this, this session is really, again, um, helping them put it all together. But I'll just read it. This is what you'll see in skills eval. Number one, for at least one patient, elicit at least one patient-generated health goal and coach them to get smart, you know, smart goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Um, number two, apply this stage of change model to address health behavior change in at least one patient. And number three, apply principles of motivational interviewing to support at least one patient behavior change. And again, you know, these skills, they're important. I use them every day. They're in my hip pocket. But again, if you feel that your student really deserves more time, um, you know, just going through the entire physical exam, um, really trying to put it all together they're still kind of clunky with transitions, then, then that's what you focus on for the session. We go back, we, they never really, you know, um, 
actually, you know, you never really, you don't know if they can actually um, look in the ear and see the tympanic membrane and all the landmarks, or you don't know if they're, they can really, um, they have a good process or a good approach to a musculoskeletal exam. Um, things like that, then then by all means, and, and you're already doing this, please use the time. So I'd say um, helping people make healthy change, great, important skill, but probably a, a skill for focus later on. Um, alrighty. I just wanted to highlight, um, I include in the email the optional resources to prepare there's a really nice poem there. Again, I'll spare you me reading it, but um, I really liked this poem by William Stafford called You Reading This, Be Ready. Um, and then I wanted to highlight a few things if you're listening to this today, Friday, July 9th, 2021. Tomorrow, we'll be offering another session for our LAC1 preceptor kickoff. Um, it's a virtual meeting only. I tried so hard to get an in-person meeting going, but I don't know, maybe it's just better that it's Zoom, that most of the respondents, they were interested more in a virtual meeting. I'm a little Zoomed out. I don't know about you. And I was like really looking forward to coffee and schmoozing and all that stuff. But no, and I'm an introvert. Like I don't really like small talk. And after this horrendous COVID experience, um, small, horrendous, big, horrendous, overall, it's just been terrible. Um, I was looking forward to some in-person connecting again. But alas, it is not the world we live in. <laughs> and uh, and honest answer, is it easier to give a Zoom talk sitting in my house where, you know, my, 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 you know, people that I have obligations to are steps away? Of course. So give and take, give and take, Zoom, perfectly fine. Tomorrow, nine o'clock in the morning until roughly 1030. So if you are new, you're, you're, you're inclined I know you're all veterans. I'm talking to veterans now for LAC1, but we had um, we did this session um, Wednesday, and there were a nice mix of uh, returning preceptors, veterans, and and brand new preceptors. So, um, and I'll I'll um, just talk about kind of what's different about next year. Um, also, I just want to put out an invitation at the end of this month, Wednesday. July 28th um, from 10.30 to 12, uh, we're gonna be doing a session with a new class of students. Um, and if you any of you are available that morning to come to the medical school and facilitate a small group, um, the formal name of the session is Introduction to the Clinical Learning Environment. And so we'll kind of um, talk about skills that facilitate active learning on the part of, this, of the student. You know, we'll show them skills eval. We'll go through some scenarios around um, boundary management, boundary awareness. I have a facilitator guide. I think it's a lot of fun. You can talk about just professional expectations or expectations for professionalism um, and just kind of what to expect when you come to clinic. Um, let me know. We, I last year I had a few preceptors um, facilitate this. It was a virtual thing last year, but so far this year it's in person. And again, that date is the 28th of July from 1030 to 12. It's also on the email. Contact me if you um, are, are down for it or interested. Um, speaking of the end, uh, so again, I'll be looking for your um, narrative comments, you know, behaviors to continue, behaviors to improve. They can always improve on something, please. 
please include something. Um, try to be specific about these things that you've seen over the year, you know, comment on their progression. Um, and then uh, if you have any concerns about professionalism, really, if anybody has concerns about professionalism, I don't want to see it first on the end of your comments. I'd love to know about it now. Um, and uh, if you've been engaging with Skills of Al, thank you a thousand thanks, because that really helps inform the um, the grid, the rubric, whatever you want to call it, the assessment form. If you haven't had to, then I might just flash that form in front of you and, and get your input that way. So if you can have you know, if you can wrap that up by the 9th of August, the first week of August, I'd greatly appreciate it. Otherwise, I will be chasing you down. Um, so also, uh, I hope to, um, I think, early next week, students will submit a self-assessment. And what's a little different between now and mid-year is I'm going to ask the assessment team to just push that out to you so that you'll be able to review your student's self-assessment. I think that'll kind of make that end-of-year time, end-of-year debrief a little more, a little more productive, because a lot of them really gave a lot of thought to their mid-year, and I and I shared some of those with some of you, but um, but this time around I want to share uh, the self-assessments individually with each preceptor on your student. Okay, well I talked a lot this time. I didn't really mean to. Thanks so much, and catch you next time for the last one. Bye.